Welcome to the Fox River Podcast. We are a church with a heart for people and the message of Jesus. It is our desire that you'll be drawn closer to God through today's teaching. To access notes from today's message, go to foxriverchristian.org slash message. Thanks for listening. Well, hi, everybody, and it is great to see everybody out today, especially as we start this new series, Real Jesus. If I were to ask you, do you know the real Jesus? And if so, how well do you know him? You might be wondering, like, is this a setup question here? Is this like a trick question? Like, you know, like the real Jesus? Or like, how well do I have to know him to say that I know him well? And let me just assure you, no trick questions, no trap questions at all. If you don't know Jesus, if you don't know Jesus well, or maybe... You might be um, with us, and right now you just don't have much of an interest in Jesus. I want to encourage you just to, just to go with us for a little bit with this. Because when it comes to Jesus, we're actually looking at the most influential person of all times. We're looking at one of the greatest teachers. It's somebody, he is somebody that has literally billions of followers, and there have been millions of people that have chosen to lose their life rather than to disown him. You see, Jesus is truly amazing. And this is the really, really good news. Jesus himself said, I will help you to know me, to know me personally and to know me better. Now, as I ask you, how many here know me? Guy, okay. Cool, yeah, nice seeing you, right? How many of you say that you really know me, though? To do so, I mean, you have to do one of a couple things. Either you have to live with me, though even my wife, Denise, says at times, who are you? (laughs) Or I would have to just take the time to really open myself up to you. I mean, sharing identity, my hopes, my dreams, my fears, the things that I'm thinking right now, and that is what Jesus does for us. And he does it uniquely and specifically in what are referred to as the I am declarations or the I am statements that Jesus makes. There's seven of these and they're all in the Gospel of John. Now, the Gospel of John is a biography of Jesus that was written by, wanna take a guess? John, that's exactly right, who was one of Jesus' closest disciples. And it's interesting, John actually tells us why he wrote this gospel. I mean, he said, I know that there's always three other biographies of Jesus that have already been written, but God seems to be doing something in me for this purpose. And he says, Jesus performed many other signs and miracles in the presence of us, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you might have life in his name. I want to call your attention to that word, life. Because there's an insight here, not just into the book, not just into this series, Real Jesus, but actually into your full understanding of why God has given us the scriptures. Two words for life in Greek. John used both of these. Jesus used both of these. The two words, the first one is the word bios. And bios means the life of the body. You can say your physical life. When you look at the word, you can see there biology. That's where the word um, comes from that way. 
The second word for life is the word zoe. Say that with me. Zoe. Zoe means the life of all that you are. Everything that makes you, you, that is zoe. So certainly it includes physical, but it's also mental, spiritual, it's emotional, it's volitional, it's all of the experiences that you've had in life. You could say zoe is bios and so much more. And what John said here is, there is so much more that Jesus did that I'm not putting into this book, but what I'm putting in is so that you can know Jesus and so that he can have impact in your life just like he has had in mine. In fact, Jesus' words to all of us are these. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it to the full. Jesus said, my purpose in coming is so that you might have eternal life, but so that your zoe, your life is going to be impacted by me as well. And that's exactly what Jesus is going to open up for us in these seven I am statements. Who he is so we can know him, but also the impact that he wants in our lives. Now, before we get to the first of these tonight, here's just three quick facts about the I am statements, I think, is just going to be helpful for you. And I've got these in your notes. If you um, want to grab those, you can either get them on the app or you, know, you can download them from the website right there. The I am statements take us actually back to the first time which God shows us who he is. I am is the personal name that God gives when he brings his people out of bondage, out of slavery, and actually brings them into relationship with him. And he at that time says to them, I want to be known to you as I am. And all throughout the scripture, this carries through. Jesus makes it clear every time he's using one of these statements because he uses these two words, ego, emi. Ego, emi means I am, I am. Actually, literally, you could put it this way, I am, I aming. But that sounds really weird, doesn't it? So just a little go with Jesus goes like, I am, I am. And thirdly, every one of these statements is actually an invitation. It's not simply a statement of fact, but it's an invitation for Jesus that he calls to us that you might know me and that I might have impact on your life. So, the first of these statements in which Jesus said, I really want you to know me for who I am and I want to share from the depths of my soul to you are these words. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. These words are found in John chapter 6, verse 35, and I'm going to ask you if you'd read with me this scripture. Everybody, let's read it together. Ready? Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. This declaration that Jesus gives, there is really quite a set up to it. Now, if you happen to have a Bible with you, I'm going to ask you to take it right now. If you can um, pull up a Bible on your phone, that'll help as well. So we're going to go to John chapter 6, and we're going to go back to the very beginning of the chapter, verse number 1. So if you've got an open Bible, you just kind of go like, okay. Verse 1. If you need to use your phone, just scroll down to it, like verse 1. 
and you just pull your finger down from verse 1 through verse 15, Jesus here is miraculously feeding thousands and thousands of people with bread as well as with fish. 5,000 men plus women and children. So Jesus feeding here 15 to 20,000 people and all you can eat meal. Next, Jesus finishes up and then verse 16, we're gonna go 16 through 25. In 16 through 25, Jesus tells his disciples, I want you to get into the boat, go across the Sea of Galilee to Capernaum. That's where they based out of. And he said, I'll meet you there. And Jesus does, only meets him about halfway, walking on the water. When he gets to them, there is a storm that has come up. He calms the sea, same night as the feeding of the multitudes. Next day, pick it up in verse 25. This is just continuing there. Jesus is gathering people in Capernaum in the synagogue that's there. And you've got hundreds and hundreds of people that are coming together. And as they all crowd in, that's when Jesus makes that first statement. Excuse me, everybody. Excuse me. Just so that you know, I am the bread of life. And you can see people's eyes go wide. Their jaws kind of drop down a little bit. This was a setup to really drive this truth home, wasn't it? And when Jesus said that, I am the bread of life, he has done something and made a statement that is both simple and absolutely profound at the same time. Jesus connected with something that everybody knew. See, everybody in that day knew about bread. Quick question. How many here know about bread? To them, bread was the staple of their life. They had bread with every one of their meals. In fact, if you didn't have bread in that time... Most cultures throughout history, if you didn't have bread, you didn't have life or you didn't have a life that was worth living. And so what Jesus is saying at this point to them, what bread is to bios, I am to zoe. Question for you. Do you really need Jesus to have life? Let me narrow a little bit. Do you really need Jesus in order to have a fulfilling life and a satisfying life? I just want you to think about that for just a second. We're not going to rush through that. Do you really need Jesus to have a fulfilling or to have a satisfying life? See, if you you go like, um... I don't think you have to. Then you don't have Jesus as the bread of life yet. If you go like, I I think you really do, then this is where what Jesus declares begins to open up and it gets more and more layers to it. And we'll come back to the bread. Two groups of people were listening to what Jesus said that day. First group of people that came there was a group of people that had come to Jesus 
and were following Jesus for what he could do for them. In other words, Jesus, I'm following you for what I can get from you. If your Bible's still open, Jesus just kind of calls them out on this. Verse 26, he says this, Very truly I tell you, you're looking for me not because you saw the signs or the miracles that I performed, but because you ate the loaves and you had your fill. Their response, verse 30, they ask him, what sign, what miracle will you give that we may see it and believe in you, Jesus? Now look at these words. What will you do? What they're saying is this. Jesus, what will you do for us today? What are you going to give us today? And the whole reason for being there is what they could get from Jesus. It's crazy, right? As they gathered in the synagogue, and I've actually been in the synagogue before. It's really, you know, pretty cool that way. If you get a chance to go to Israel, you'll, you'll go there with us. And you see in the picture kind of the size of what you've got right here. We're looking from the, we're looking from the back and, you know, uh, next picture there, you can see, you know, just a little bit different angle. You may be able to get, you know, several hundred people that were squeezed in here together. And so that day, Everybody squeezing together in the synagogue. Again, two groups of people. One of them are asking us like, hey, Jesus, you got, here's the thing. Jesus, you got more bread for us today. Jesus, what are you going to do for us today? We were with you yesterday there. And yesterday was truly amazing. They had bread all they could eat. That's not a really big deal for us today, right? I mean, to go away from meal full or over full. In that day, it was a pretty big deal to be able to eat all that you could eat. And the bread that Jesus served up that day, I mean, it was the original wonder bread, wasn't it? <laughs> it was the best bread that they had ever eaten. And I think many of them still had some of the bread with them um, in their pockets. And you may, why do you think that, guy? Because I would have. If there, was bread the, I mean, if there was bread the day before and there was all you could eat and it just kept coming and coming that way, I mean, I'd, I'd have been putting it in my pockets that day. And because this is, you know, literally, it's less than 24 hours later, they can be sitting there with Jesus' bread in their pockets. Somebody, you know, like snacking on it at that point. And what they're thinking is, Jesus, we're looking at who you are and what you can do for us and what are you going to do for me now or next? There was so much more to Jesus than this, but that's what they were there for. And they said, and if you don't come through, we're leaving. If you don't have more of the same, then we're out of here. That was group number one. Group number two that was there, they were crowded in with them too. Jesus' disciples, the 12 were there with others. They were there for what it was that, for who it was that Jesus was. And what he wanted to do for them. Which specifically, Jesus wanted to give to them life. Now I hope you're asking, what does that mean? What does that mean to them? And what does that mean to us today? 
Jesus looked out at these people, and as Jesus continued carrying out his mission here on earth, he was saying to people, I want you to be free from the bondage that sin has in your life. I want you to no longer have to go through the guilt and the shame that you're carrying with you. I want for you to be a person that has purpose in their life. I want you to have hope. I want you to have hope now. I want you to have hope for the future. I want for you to have joy that is something that you haven't experienced to this level yet, I want for you to have a peace in your life. I want for you to be able to have relationships in your life that are new, that you're experiencing a transformed love within you, that you have a connection with God, that you are living in, receiving the grace of God in your life. And he would have said, and so much more. That's what Jesus meant when he said, and I want you to have life. I've come for you to have an impact in your life. And I think we should ask, do we? Because if we don't have that, then we still have a need for the bread of life to be able to bring to us what it is that he wants to do. If you had to put yourself in one of these two categories today, at least when you came in today, are you kind of just like going after Jesus for what it is that he can do in your life and what you can get from him? Or are you following him for who he is and his will? Let's go back to Brad. If I were to ask you, what is the purpose of bread? And it's not a trick question. When we make bread or when we go out and we buy bread, the purpose of it isn't to study it. Isn't this an interesting loaf? It's not to take it home and to write books or papers on it. The reason that we get bread is so that we can what? That's exactly right. And so that we can take it. That, is, that smells so good. I mean, I've been living around bread all... I, I've been eating more bread this week than, than normal and really enjoying it at that point too. Bread is made to sustain life and to satisfy in life. Kind of interesting. Science tells us that if you have bread, you have all that you need with water to sustain life. Life. So it's all that you need to continue to live. Jesus said, as far as this matter of life for you, this is God's will for all of us. He said in verse number 40, For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life. What does that mean? We look to the Son. For us today, it would mean we look back on who Jesus was, the real Jesus, what he did in his life, on the cross, in his resurrection. And if we put our faith and trust in what he did for us to bring us into a relationship with God, for the forgiveness of our sin, to be everything we need rather than us trying to earn it, trying to make our way to God, he says that is the way that we have eternal life. He will sustain us for eternity. But in addition to bread sustaining life, 
Bread is also for the purpose of satisfying us in life. I'm curious. How many here had something to eat sometime before you came? How many are planning to eat yet today? Interesting. How many are planning to eat tomorrow? Look at this. I'm beginning to see a pattern that's starting to emerge with what's going on right here. On average, we probably eat about three times a day. On average, which would mean about 21 times a week, 48 times a month, which means that we all go back to the bread over a thousand times every year. And the reason that we go there, one, is because we're hungry, right? I mean, you get hungry, and I want to go, and I want to get something to eat that way. But there's also, it's because we enjoy what it is. In fact, there are so many different kinds of bread. I mean, we've got, you know, bread of the ancient day. We've got naan, and just in case anybody didn't realize it, donuts are bread. (laughs) We are getting really spiritual here, are we not? And when you think about the scores and scores and scores of different kinds of bread there are, it's because we enjoy partaking in each and every one of them. In fact, we were made to eat. I know that's going to be the most quoted thing that I'm going to be um, you know, shared with over the next couple of weeks here. We were made to enjoy food. Do you know how I know that? Check this out. Ah... 10,000 taste buds given by God so that we could enjoy the many, many types of bread and food. I don't think I got 10,000 anymore, though. I think I'm down to about 9,990-some right now. Because last Valentine's Day, uh, my wife, in her spicy manner, uh, she gave me some jerky that was made with ghost peppers. (laughs) There's some that haven't recovered yet. But when we think about the satisfying of bread and how that it calls to us daily, in this way, Jesus, the bread of life, says, to have a satisfying life, I really am inviting you to come to me on a daily basis, to continue to grow in me. In fact, Peter, Jesus' other close disciple, said this, continue to grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you wonder, how do you get, how do you go to the bread of life daily? Well, that's what he's given to us, his word and prayer for. If you're around Fox River very long, and if you're just new here, um, what I want to encourage you to do right now is to download the Bible app on your phone. And every day, if you will sign up for the verse of the day, you are going to get sent something that you will be able to nourish your life with. Your soul, your spirit, your mind, you can chew on it. It will challenge you that way. And that's going to be a start to be able to open yourself up more to understanding the real Jesus. I want to encourage you, the month of March, why not go through the Gospel of John? You could read through it and find those seven I am statements. I mean, you can highlight them when you find it. And by the way, don't you cheat and go to Google. All right, like just, just look from in there to see how Jesus is bringing them out and how he's setting them up and the impact that he intends to leave with you for them that way. It will satisfy you. 
And when we begin to grow in Jesus, you're going to find more of that willingness as Jesus invites you to go with him too. Because Jesus wants to make sure that we don't keep all of the bread for ourselves. I mean, if all the bread is just in church, then you've got to come to church to get it. But Jesus' way was going out to people and getting the bread of life out to them. I've heard just sharing the good news, the gospel of Jesus with others, is something like one beggar telling another beggar where they got bread. Isn't that bringing it right back home to where we're at? When we share with others, this is what Jesus has done for me, and this is what Jesus wants to do for you as well. You see, the more that we know the real Jesus, the more that we will hunger after him. Remember what Jesus, Jesus said when he set this whole thing up? What bread is to bios. He said, I am. Jesus is to Zoe, to your life, and to really have that fulfilling and satisfying life. So I'm going to give you some action steps to be able to take with what it is that we're just starting to learn and open up with Jesus' impact on us. Again, these are in your notes. If you want to download those a little bit later, you could call it it's some of our carryout for today. It's our go and grow um, carryout. This week, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Every time you eat something, it doesn't have to be bread, but if it is, go for the carbs here. Every time you eat something this week, will you call to mind this? Jesus is the bread of life. In fact, let's say that together. Jesus is the bread of life. And as I said, so simple, so profound. And as you just begin thinking about this, more and more truths are going to emerge out of that. Second thing that I want to encourage everybody to do would be to get together with another person or persons and share what difference has Jesus made or what difference is Jesus making in your life? Because that shows the impact that he's having that way. How are you taking in Jesus. Maybe it's the verse of the day. Maybe you're reading in John. I hope everybody just reads through John chapter 6 today because there's so much more in there. How are you taking in Jesus? I hope, it, I hope that you're not limiting yourself just to a little bit of intake on the weekend. Because we can be Jesus-starved so quickly. And when we are, it shows. And of course, we're going to ask ourselves this. Am I sharing bread? Am I taking the opportunity to be able to give the bread of life to others, my friends, my neighbors, my coworkers, in a way that they know not only does Jesus love them, but I really care about them as well. If you want to be in a group with us, and I hope that you would. One of the, just a discussion group to join in these things. If you just grab your phones and you take, um, use your camera on the QR codes in front of you, you'll see there a tab just that, that says, you know, uh, join Real Jesus Group. And we'll get you in one this month, and I hope that that becomes just an uplifting time for you as well. As we pray together, 
I want to invite those that haven't received the bread of life, Jesus, to do so tonight. For everyone else that has, I want to call you to that place again of saying, Jesus, I want to follow you, not for what I can get from you, but for who you are and what it is that you want to do in my life. Would you pray with me, please? Jesus, thank you that you help us to know you. And you've got all of these declarations that will continue to invite us into you. But those that are here today, Lord, and they're ready to put their faith and to ask you to be their savior, believing that what you did on the cross and in your resurrection, the gospel, that is really what they need for life. And they act on it now. Friend, if that's your prayer, can I ask you, how many would say with a raised hand, guy, I've never received Jesus. I am so ready to receive him and trust him. Would you lift your hand? And just wave at me for a second. Okay. Yep. Thank you, Jesus, for those that are opening themselves to you now. And for those of us that have, we come to you for who you are, not for what we can get. It's really easy to be pulled that other way. You've said, Lord, that you're here to impact our life. And there's an area of my life that needs impacting right now. And I ask you, the bread of life, to satisfy and to bring that fulfilling life that I'm longing for that only you can bring. We pray this in your name, Jesus. And everybody in agreement said, amen. Hey, I want to ask you, if you receive Jesus tonight, would you please just grab your phone right now? Again, take a picture of that QR code. Um, it'll take you right to a website and let us know. I want to be able to put something in your hands. And we just want to rejoice with you in this new step of faith and this coming to Jesus that way. In fact, Fox River, can we just take a moment and welcome those that have said, I'm ready to trust Jesus into the family of God, for sure. Now, as we come to communion, and I think everybody's got communion um, with them, a couple things I just want to make really clear, especially with what we've talked about um, this e together today. First of all, you do not need to take communion you do not need to eat and drink this in order to get to heaven. You don't have to take this to receive Jesus. That is an act of faith. Jesus wants you to know in communion, it's a reminder of what he has done so that you can have life and a relationship with him. And then lastly, this is Jesus' idea. He said, every time you do this, I want you to look at your relationship with me. Ask yourself the question, do I believe that I really need Jesus for fulfillment, for satisfaction in my life? And if I've gotten away from that, this is the reminder. I need Jesus. I need the bread of life in my life now. So I'm going to turn 
this part of the service over to each of our campuses. Our campus pastors will take you through that. We hope you were encouraged today. Subscribe to the Fox River Podcast to ensure you don't miss future messages. Stay connected through our social media channels on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, make a difference in the lives of those you know by sharing with them. We are grateful for you and hope you join us again soon.